welcome to the Crazy Poultry Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Gallo Loco, for a brand new kind of segment. I'll be joined here all the way from California, the Colonel Moses. Thank you for joining me once again. How are you doing? Doing great. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Ian, for having me. Yeah, I've uh, been trying to work out a way to get you back on the show ever since our Do the Right Thing review special that we did and we kind of came to a consensus that you're kind of the music guy out of all of us because it's kind of what you are more familiar with and yeah music is also a big part of my life and everybody else on the poultry but it's not really something that's really talked about here on the channel because this was dedicated to movies that's true 2020 we got to adapt (laughs) That's right. So, a whole, whole, lot of, whole lot of movies on hold this year. Yeah, but a lot of music still coming out. That's for um, sure. So I was just like, well, I guess in one way, I can use this as a way to get you on the show again. And for this first episode right now, I'm entitling this Music with Moses. <laughs> Uh, because if somebody else is also joining us at some point, I could call it music with M and M. Oh, that's nice. Uh, which that would be Miss Ladybird, my mom, Melody, your sister. All right. Uh, but for the debut episode of this, which is coming off season two premiere, it's October. So spooks in the air, especially now, uh, it's all. Also, you were born on Halloween, so kind of was trying to think of something for that. And what I kind of sent out to you is, well, maybe we could talk about some music albums that give us the vibe of Halloween or you know, Spooksville. There's, there's plenty of that uh, to go to to go along with Halloween in the in the heavy metal genre. That's for sure. Yeah. It, it kind of thrives on that a little bit because there's also the darkness and the theatrical. Definitely. So, uh, but we, so, our album picks and we picked three. Yeah. There's a lot of choices out there, but we were just like, we're going to pick three. Just talk that's, about three. That's plenty. Um, so, so I'm going to kind of throw it, to you, Moses, since you're the guest and you get the first pick, and what would your first pick that puts you in the Halloween? Well, I would have spirit? to go with the granddaddy of all metal albums, which would be the first Black Sabbath album. Um, of course, that was named after the horror movie of the same name, and I, admittedly, I've never seen that movie. I looked I read up on it. Have you seen it again? <laughs> no, I have not. I, I, yeah, it was the early 60s. <laughs> and Boris Karloff is, I guess, the host in the uh-huh. movie. It's, uh, it's three separate uh, segments. And he stars in one of them, but otherwise he's the host of the movie. And... I remember yeah. one of the players in Black Sabbath saying, I think it was Geezer Butler, saying that the 
horror genre in England in the mid to late 60s was just booming. Everybody, they couldn't get enough of it. And so that was pretty much the catalyst for them to not only name their band Black Sabbath, but also to come up with that signature sound that, you know, has that dark, eerie tone to it. Although they do, uh, they have a lot of different styles in their music, and you can hear it on that first album. But so there's a lot of uh, is jazz, yeah. jazzy type playing, of course, blues. Um, it's a great album. They, I think they made it in two or three days, and it's uh, very much, uh, it's, like, it's like a live album. They, they didn't do a whole lot of overdubbing, but uh, before I continue and then, of course, have you chime in, Let's uh, try a clip of that very first song on mm -hmm. side one of Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. not at all surprised when you pick this for your first pick, Mr. Moses, because <laughs> I know true. you so well. Uh, I, I mean, this probably could have etched it out for a pick of mine, but I was just like, you know what? This is clearly going to be a, you know, not, not to offend or anything, but an old school for versus sure. a new school guy, which I felt like that would be kind of diversive to help the show. Uh, yeah, I I will in no way uh, deny that this is a landmark album because it basically is the blueprint that starts heavy metal that I now grew to love. And that eerie and just dark tone of Black Sabbath in the beginning, that just is such a good tone setter for the album but also to give you like the feelings of Halloween and stuff. So I was definitely on. And of course the, the cover is uh, uh, very much in line with Halloween. We got that ghoulish looking woman, woman walking in front of yeah. what looks like the Amityville horror house. Um, you know, it, it... yeah, I, I was thinking <laughs> that it was a farm. Uh but it does, it does look like an old school, like kind of 60s, yeah, 70s sure. movie poster. Uh, well, that I don't know. Maybe that gets used now because old stuff like that's coming back to the movies. And um, by, the, by the way, the, uh, the yeah, album uh, celebrated its 51st birthday yesterday. Yep. 51 years ago, it was, uh, it was released. 1969, October 16th. So it was just in time for Halloween, too. Yeah. Um, now, are are you saying that that came out that day over there in England um, or over here? Because I've actually seen... St 
Because I've seen stuff that says it actually comes it out. It probably on was a UK 13th. release at first. I'm sure. Um, I don't. I don't think that yeah. there were even in, into the '80s. A lot of those British bands, um, before they hit it big, it started printing records over here. The only way you could get them in the record stores if they were imports, and they and they made it clear. They yeah. put a sticker on it that said "import" because. That was going to tell you, you're going to end up paying a couple more bucks for this album because they had to ship it over here. <clears throat> so that, I'm sure, was the case. Yeah. But, yeah. I've also heard, though, and seen that, you know, albums like that, they'll have also different track lists. Like, some will have a song and some won't. Apparently, in the UK version, I've heard there's, like, a cover that they do which a whole lot of people, at least from what I've heard, they're not big on when they do a cover. And they actually prefer the U.S. import more than the actual U.K. That's what I believe I've heard. Uh, not the most sound on this, again. Uh, but if you, you, if you are a metal fan or a metalhead, if you have not heard this album or just black sabbath in general i i immediately would take <laughs> away right. your patch because <laughs> to me if you don't then you have not heard because you just have heard it over and over again from other bands and one thing i, I wanted to um point um, out and although it's a that's a widely known story if you're um a metal fan or obviously a black sabbath fan um tony iomi he has those little caps that he wears on his on his playing hand because he had that uh, industrial accident at a sheet metal factory that cut the tips of his fingers off on two of his fingers. And yep. in learning how to you know, play again, which I'm sure was very painful, it made uh, it made it less painful and stressful on his fingers to detune his guitar. So that contributes obviously to that deep sound in his guitar. And it's interesting to me yeah. that that is something that a lot of players in the thrash scene do as well. They will tune their guitars low so that they can pretty much just bar the, the the chords bar the strings so it's uh something that black sabbath pioneered as well <clears throat> yeah uh i easily after listening to this again because as i said we already let each other know which ones we were picking so i i was i re-listened to this album five times because also another thing that i forgot it's actually relatively short it's only like 30 some minutes. Uh, so you can easily breeze through this while getting the history of where metal starts. If you're a metal fan and stuff. Um, I, I would say that uh, the hardest parts are like, it's like, if you want to say like, Oh, listen to this track because of the old school style of this. It's like, yeah, listen to track three, but that's like three or uh -huh. four separate songs. Then like the last track is like the same thing because it's separated into parts. So it's not like, Hey, Hey, listen to this song. 
no, listen to this track and you just hear the whole thing, which is like almost six, seven or 10 minutes long. Um, I would say as far as though, if I'm critiquing this on a spooky Halloween vibe, Black Sabbath starts it off perfectly. Like it puts me in the, the mood set of that, you know, dark, ominous thing. But, but when we get to Wizard, and a good chunk of the second part, it's very kind of upbeat because, as you mentioned, there's all like the jazz influence, the blues influence, which I'm not knocking because that's it's part of the time period. And that's what influenced them. But I do get a sense of less kind of horrorish. The lyrics are there because Ozzy still has some creepy ass lyrics, like talking about how Satan is talking to you and you know, drawing you in and stuff, which is all good and nice. But it's not till towards the last track that I feel like the mood picks back up. So that's a little bit of a notch for me against it, but that that's just my own feelings and sense on horror. So do you have anything to yeah, say that's, about? That's very true. And that? I think that is something that you're going to find in most Sabbath albums, I mean, people think, oh, my God, Black Sabbath, they're, you know, devil worshippers. And, and Geezer Butler, who uh, <laughs> the bassist, he was very much into, into the occult. Yeah. He was fascinated by it, but he wasn't a Satanist by any stretch. And he was their lyricist, primarily. And, uh, but... But the the musicianship that these guys had, yeah, they, they had all kinds of different styles in their music. And you can't really, you know, listening to their whole catalog, which I know you've done now, you, you can't pinpoint these guys. You know, they're, they're all over the place. Not, <clears throat> so. no, not really. I mean, I've, I've, at least, I've at least attempted to listen to most of their stuff. I mean, heck, I went for the longest time not knowing that Ozzy was not the only vocalist and i was just like wait there's been not one but many more okay uh but i mean again it's like it's hard for me also to try to critique this downward wise because it is a classic album it is a big influencer it's just that when it comes to like that whole vibe thing that's the only issue and criticism i have as far as putting it there uh, and if I and I don't remember if I heard it from uh, Tony or somebody, but apparently, if I'm right, they actually were given like the cross necklaces from somebody to like help protect them, and they're just like, "Well, we'll just use this That's as part true. of our set. <laughs> it's part of our look now." Um, so if I was going to give this a grade just as an album. I probably would give it an A minus, just because the there there is a few parts that kind of go a little bit more bluesy and jazzy, which I'm like I'm fine with, but it, it it's it's okay in my part. Uh, but it's in no way a bad album. And as far as like a Halloween themed album, I would probably give it a B plus because of how strong it starts yeah. and how strong it ends. With the vibe, with the vibe of everything, uh, I, as an album, <clears throat> it's hard for me not to give it an A plus. 
but I would give it an A. Um, probably more so because of their limited at that time and what they could do in the studio, and they did it very fast. Um, and like I said, it really is kind of like a live album yeah. in a way because they're, that's how they played in the studio for this album. They didn't, they didn't have you know 16, 24 tracks and they, that they could use all of them. So, but yeah, definitely an A on that, and I'd go with a, with a probably a B minus on the Halloween, the Halloween thing for sure. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, uh, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Please go check it out if you have not. It just turned fifty-one, so it needs show it some respect. <laughs> uh, so for my first album pick, I had to go with an album that uh, I would hope that the Crazy Poultry Inc. fans and the cast and crew that I know they they would hate me that if I didn't put this on here. <laughs> And that is uh, Nine Inch Nail, uh, not sorry, not a Nine Inch Nails, Ice Nine Kills, the Silver Scream album. And here's a little bit from Stabbing in the Dark. When the hands of fate fall on the kind of stupid for me not to because literally every song on this album is connected to a horror movie or horror franchise uh came out in 2018 october so perfect time period for it and uh i've now seen these guys also live at a festival and they seem like really cool guys even got some autographs for them which was very nice uh I, I did get kind of strung up though because I listened to it so many times and my and my close friends are huge fans of them that I did kind of get burnt out on the album. It, 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 I listened to it so many times that year and I didn't really revisit it a whole lot, but I do feel the need to listen to it again in October around Halloween because of the theme of the album. And that is their gimmick right now is that they're writing stuff that goes to horror movies because they're huge fans and they try to come up with clever lyrics. And there are some clever lyrics in here. And uh, I would say that Stabbing in the Dark is a great example of using that. Uh, Thank God It's Friday is a jammer that a lot of people I know are fans of. And a Grave Mistake is a giant chart topper because it is a very well sung song and stuff. Uh, I would say that the there's only like a few on here where it's like, yeah, the, it does follow it, but the song lyrics and tie-ins are like a bit more like they could go to anything else, like Freak Flag, 
which is supposed to be an anthem for Devil's Rejects, is a bit more of an anthem for, like, you know, the weirdos and the cast-outs standing up for themselves. And uh, World in My Hands, which is for Edward Scissorhands, it does have some lyrical stuff, but it's really more of an emotional song about, like, you know, your love that you can't get. Uh, But I just think this has a lot of good writing, some really strong atmosphere, and I I can't go in October without listening to it. Uh, so Moses, uh, what did um, you think well, of this album? First of all, I've never listened to not only the albums that you picked before, but I had never, never listened to any albums mm-hmm. that these bands had ever played. So yeah, it's just brand yeah, new to me, um, and. Uh, only one of the three had I even heard of. And this Ice Nine Kills is not a band that I had ever heard of. Um, that said, uh, I did not have the benefit of having the lyrics in front of me while I was listening to these albums. So thanks for pointing out about the connection between the lyrics and the movies, because that makes a big difference as far as the Halloween connection, obviously. Um, uh, a musical standpoint yeah. um, of the three that you picked, and I know we haven't gotten to the other ones yet, so I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but this this was my least favorite. <laughs> um, I uh, thought that yeah, the drummer was great. Um, I, there's certain mm-hmm. bands where, you know, it's all about the guitar for me, being a guitar player, you know, where that's what I focus on. But sometimes they're the guitarists just they don't do anything for me. And the drum the drummer shines. And this is one of those bands. Um, you know, Queen's Reich, same thing for me. Um, even like Foo Fighters. Uh, you know, just the drummer stands out. But they definitely did that for me. Um I thought the guitarist and the, the vocals, they sounded like a lot of bands that I've heard in passing. You know, I'm not really in tune with this particular genre, especially newer type stuff. But I, I for some reason, yeah. the bands Nightwish and Evanescence came to mind. Okay, so That's not but exactly obviously there. Nightwish and Evanescence both have female singers. So... <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I wonder, well, what, wonder what that says. <laughs> oddly enough, you know, I've, I've said many times, mm-hmm. I said, you know, the, the bands that I grew up with, the singers can't sing anymore hardly. You know, there's very few where they, that they maintained oh, yeah. their range. Very few singers that have. And, and my opinion is, you know, it, it pretty much takes a female voice to be able to sing the range that those guys used to be able to sing. You know, so, but that's, uh, that's my take on it. And, um, what's your grades? Um, as an album, I mean, as you were kind of pointing out and I did say, there's, there's just like a few on there that I was just like, that don't fit necessarily the gimmick of it. And as I've told some of my friends and stuff, they're like, this is like still the band and the stuff that they promote like on their shirts. And I see that they're listening to, I'm like, 
okay, well, I'm glad that you are really digging these guys and stuff, but I just have so much other stuff that I like to listen to also. And the thing for me is like, how much is this gimmick going to be able to last? Because they, they might be connecting with something, but it's more of like a longevity question. Uh, whereas I connect more with bands and stuff that do a bit more personal stuff like about them or the situations around them. Uh, the album itself, I would give it a B plus as far as like a theme for Halloween feeling, I would give it an A minus the only detractors sometimes being freak flag, which I, I get it, but it doesn't really make me think of devil's rejects. It makes me just think of, mm-hmm. you know, the underclass standing up for themselves. Uh, I uh, think on both fronts, I'd give it a B minus. I thought that as, as far as the music was concerned, um, like I said, great drummer vocalist was, was really good too. Um, and a really good production. Um, I mean, with with what mm-hmm. you told me about the songs being connected to horror movies, you know, it definitely, you know, definitely doesn't deserve a C or a D. But I don't feel any darkness at all. You know, it's very, it's a very up, upbeat sound. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, which I, yeah. I would kind of make that kind of makes knowing, it a little bit poppy. The lyrics or or having the lyrics in front of me, honestly, I wouldn't even know that they're talking about that. So, B minus, both both ways. Yeah, I mean that's not at all a bad seal, or it's not a terrible seal. So, all right, I, I think they would be happy just to have that, Moses. <laughs> These are younger, upcoming guys, so. The fact that they, they got start? like a B out of you is probably a good sign. Uh, I think that they started in like early okay. 2000s, maybe even 2010. They, they, they've had a couple albums. They just now started like getting into this horror movie gimmick as a full-time kind of deal. Um, but how about you lean now? Second one would be Iron Maiden pick? Killers. And this album, we're going to play the clip of Murders in the Rue Morgue. Why did you go with Killers from Iron Man? I went with Killers mainly because of the cover. <laughs> and I'll, and I, but there, there are some songs <laughs> well, on there like, like this one, you know, that's, you know, it's kind of creepy or whatever. And he does a lot of songs about movies as well. Steve Harris writes, he's a avid movie buff mm-hmm. and, 
even uh, even with some uh, TV shows, he's done songs about. But um, this particular this particular album was the first okay. Maiden that I ever heard. Um, I was I was in a department store. I was probably okay. fourteen, and was thumbing through a big pile of records that were right before the check stand, and I came across this album, and I was like. Oh my God! These guys must kick ass. I look at it. We went. I went straight home, put it on my turntable, and was blown away. And I showed all my friends. We didn't know who Iron Maiden was, but they just blew us away. And <clears throat> as a little side note, it was released on your mom's twenty-second birthday, February nineteen eighty. Yep, yep. February second, and this was nineteen eighty one. The se- their second album. It was the le- the last one with the uh, with their initial first singer, Paul Diano. Um, he was let go mm-hmm. in favor of Bruce Dickinson, which I thought was very good upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> by far, uh, that was. Yep. <laughs> That was a great move by Steve. I don't know Harris. if anybody's going to disagree. And it was the first uh, album with Adrian Smith as the second guitarist, who is a, a brilliant guitarist. Um, okay. But yeah, really, uh, from a song standpoint, yeah, it's going to be hit and miss as far as having like a Halloween vibe. But that cover d- does it all for me. Brilliant, brilliant artwork, I swear. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, I'm I'm going to say like right off the bat, I think you could almost take any of their, you know, cover artwork and make it a horror movie frame, poster. Uh, maybe uh, oh, that's what, a what's the album slide. with Aces High? Uh, pa- <laughs> yeah, with like the Egyptian kind of thing. That's maybe the only one that comes to my mind that probably yeah. couldn't work unless you're doing a mummy film. Then it could work. Uh, but I mean, like Eddie is their mascot, which is so iconic and so terrifying and but cool looking at the same time. Uh, yeah, I when I was first listening to this, because, yeah, I'm well aware of Iron Maiden, but I've not listened to their entire discography. And I started to listen to this and I'm just like, I feel nope. like that this is not Bruce Dickerson, which I knew that he wasn't, which I knew he wasn't. The original singer but i was just like well i'm a little surprised though that he's going with one that doesn't have bruce dickerson but as you then laid out why you kind of went with this one as far as like you know your history about finding the album seeing the album and going oh my gosh this looks crazy and then you listen to it and you're blown away i mean to say that the musicianship in this band is great is an understatement they are prolific players uh and, I, and i'm sorry but That's i don't Steve remember Harris, all their who names, is basically the, 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 the founder of the band and writes okay. probably 95 percent of the music yeah yeah he he is just an amazing bassist his just pick picking with his fingers and just going a million miles an hour through the entire is re- song referred to as galloping amazing uh you know what? That was going to be one thing I was going to say is that this album has a very gallopy kind of feel to it. Um, 
And I mean, I'm glad that you did point out that there are a number of songs on here where it is influenced by some like horror movies and stuff. Cause I didn't get a little bit of that vibe. Uh, my only thing is I kind of wish though, that there was a bit more of it. I mean, I know there's probably other stuff going on. Uh, and again, for me, as far as like getting into the mood, it's more of like the feel and the atmosphere and, I know that like how you said, how we just said, it's a bit more of like a gallopy kind of feel. So I also didn't quite get like that kind of, feel, but that again, that is just me personally. Uh, I do. I am glad that I finally have listened to this album a number of times to get, you know, that appreciation for before Dickerson, because he's just so phenomenal and one of the best uh, vocalists out there. And he's a great frontman. Uh, he will bring the audience and I hope to make them feel like they're right up front. I can go back outside. Just another song album. Uh, I don't have many complaints as far as music wise. My only real criticisms are the feeling and stuff for the Halloween feel. But other, right. other than that, how what would be i know this sounds weird to ask but what would be your grades of this album um i'm gonna have to separate into three oh. um for the cover a plus yeah. <laughs> that's that's an a plus right there um like i said first first i iron maiden album i ever laid on. i'll never forget it and it's always been my favorite cover of all of them. um as far as the Halloween vibe, I would say C+, because it's not really there as far as the music is concerned, a little bit. But um, once again, like, like Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden's going to kind of jump around the place a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, but as far as an album itself, standalone, definitely an A+. Okay. Um as an album whole, I would probably give it an A. Uh, it, it's all around still just so great. It's just for me, it's like, it's not quite hitting the Bruce Dickerson level for me as far as with the vocals. That's just me. Um, and, and I'll have to agree with you on the Halloween vibe. I'd give it like a C plus because I hear it sometimes, but it, it's not there enough. But in no way is a bad album to pick. Uh, so going to now transition to my second album pick, which is from the band Shades of Deep Water, Death's Threshold. And this is from part two on the album. <laughs> When I said that I wanted to have the feels of Halloween, this is what I kind of more go towards. Uh, 
I would, I would agree. This is just 40 some minutes of just this entire vibe throughout the entire album. It's literally just death, death threshold part one, two, three, four split into sections. And it's just a long running song. I was thinking either this one or bell witches mirror reaper, but that's an hour and 20 some length song. And I didn't want to necessarily put you through that. Uh, <laughs> but this one to me, it has the entire vibes that I like to feel around this time period. This, I could easily put a movie on and just mute it and have this playing throughout. And I'll have that vibe. Uh, as you probably heard and noticed, the vocals and stuff is buried very deep where you can't really make it out. And I think that that was actually the intention because they were just going for this funeral doom vibe. And to me, I kind of credit the vocal stuff to be like the monster or the killer in the background. And that he's not necessarily maybe behind you, but he ain't far away. Uh, so yeah, there, there's not a whole lot to say really because it, they do have some change ups in the different parts but it's mostly consistently the same sound throughout the entire album. Uh, but I've come back to it ever since I listened to it last year to have this kind of feeling vibe, or if I'm just feeling in a certain way and it kind of helps me get through it. So yeah, there's not a whole lot musically to say on my part. It is that downtone sound throughout the entire time. And for that reason alone, that's why I really like it. Uh, Moses, what was your take on it? I didn't know that it was going to be like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I was when it first when it first put it on. I was like, "Yeah, this is sounding really good," and I was kind of waiting for a bridge or a chorus. <laughs> and it took a, it took it took a really long time for there to be any kind of a change, and and I was like, okay, is the whole thing instrumental? And then they like let the demon singer out. <laughs> so that was a, it was a trip. Um, like you said, it's, it's, to me, it was more like a soundtrack. Um, it's really something that you could, you could put to a movie, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think also if, uh, if you like meditation or yoga as a metalhead, you might want to look into this album and, and use it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you talked about the album for the last, the album artwork, what have you looked at or seen this album artwork? Um, let me see. Let's take a look. I, I have. I'm just going to pull it up on my computer real quick. That, because I think that that is definitely also one where it's like you look at it, you can like go. I think I actually can see the vibe that I'm going to get from this, from the album artwork, which is another reason why I really like it so much. Uh, very uh, gothic, and but there's that tone of like the lights and stuff hitting with the darkness. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of looks like there's a there's a pyramid in the background. I think. Maybe that's the Iron Maiden um, pyramid. That could be, huh? <laughs> and they're like, uh, 
have robes on them, but they look like underworldly type characters. Yeah, kind of um, look like a funeral kind of setting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I don't um, know how long that this band has been around. I think they might be relatively new. I only heard about them last year, uh, which thank you, Banger, for introducing me to them. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you have any other thoughts on that? Um, really, no. Um, I don't know that it's something that I could listen to very often, and I probably wouldn't listen to the whole thing. Um, but it's definitely something that you like to crank up the speakers when you're listening to it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what, so what would be your two grades? Definitely an A plus on the Halloween. <laughs> In fact, if you, once trick or treating comes back, just put this album on and have it on a loop yeah. <laughs> and have it blasting out your front door because that's exactly what it should sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the, um, as an album, oh boy, I'd give it a speed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you about the Halloween vibe. It's an A plus. It, it gives it throughout the entire length of the album. Um, because I know that that's what that they're kind of going for, I'm a little bit, and because of my actual really liking for the style that has grown, I'm going to give the album itself an A minus. Okay. I I do agree that it's not as listenable as many others, but it is exactly what it wants to be, and I like that it's something that tries to do that. So. Uh, so moving on to your third and final pick. That would be Halloween. And for the clip that we'll be playing, that would be the title track, Halloween. And And what's the name again of the album and why'd you go with it? Oh, this is a Keeper of the Seven Keys, Part Two. Yeah, and and I this is one band that I admittedly I haven't heard them in a long time. Um, they, if they were British, they possibly could have been part of that new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, back in the early 80s, mm-hmm. but they're a German band. Yeah. And really didn't break through in the U.S. market very well. Um, but after you give them a listen, really they are uh, on, on par musically 
as like priest or uh, maybe even maiden. Um, very, very good musicians. Excellent singer. Yeah. That singer has a range of Rob Halford or uh, Jeff Tate from Queensryche. Mm -hmm. Really good, good, clean range. And it's, uh, it's good stuff. Um, I'm picking them ma mainly, obviously, because of their name. <laughs> but not, not, I mean, it's definitely nothing spooky about their sound whatsoever. Uh, it's de definitely more of a, a fast-paced, um, uh, even uh, more of a, like a positive type vibe. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah, really more just a, giving them a, a shout-out because it's Halloween. So... What the hell? Um, <laughs> yeah, th this was the one that definitely did surprise me because I was just like, yeah, I expected Black Sabbath. Yeah, I kind of expected Iron Maiden. Then when you sent me Halloween, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I've heard of them, but I've not really given them much of a listen. So here's my chance to finally listen to them. And yeah, as you kind of stated, they are actually very prolific and very fast-paced players, uh, I kind of would put them on that level of, you know, speed and prolific on with Iron Maiden. And the singer, as you mentioned, yeah, he has a very, very good range. Uh, and, I mean, as you were kind of pointing out, with like their subject matter is a bit more like uh, a lot of like the power metal stuff, which is, uh, you know, fantasy orc fighting and stuff like that on horseback, which is kind of where like the whole galloping kind of feel plays into a part. Yeah. Um, I would, however, say that that title track, uh, Halloween and the final part actually do have some pretty good atmospheric stuff with him, you know, going, that is true. This that, that's a, a 13 minute song. Yeah, it is. I was just like, oh, this is, this is supposed to be like an epic long one, uh, which it did not disappoint, really. Uh, and, and again, for like having like an 11-minute song, though, again, the album is actually itself relatively short. It's like only 38 minutes because like I initially was about to listen to like the extended version, which had like a couple of songs on there that was like, this type of edit or radio edit. I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to listen to the same song over again, dumbed down by the radio. Uh, but I, I have heard about these guys before, but I had not checked them out because again, I'm so much like checking out some of the newest stuff and I'm always then trying to find some other gems out there. So, you know, thank you very much for giving me the chance to finally listen to them and I will, Try to check out more of their category. The album art sounds good. The album artwork it uh, it still fits Halloween with even the name of the band, and they do have a kind of like a whole pumpkin theme too, which helps. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, as far as an album rating, I would probably go uh, maybe A minus. It is very good. Yeah, That's pretty good. It is very good. It it just has like that kind of Iron Maiden feel, and I was just like, but if I have to stack it against Iron Maiden, also, 
it's not quite there. Uh, That's true. And as, as we kind of had stated uh, on the Halloween factor, I probably would give it like a C. Just because of how epic actually a Halloween track is, that kind of loosens it up. So, that's true. Uh, your ratings? I'll stick with you on the, the Halloween factor, about a C. Um, I'll do, um, I'm going to do B plus on the, on the music. And I'm going to give them an A on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it is kind of a mixture of like Halloween and like I'm about to get like a story told by a wizard. That's true. Uh, I, I just now I'm wondering how many parts and how many keys are there? Um, I think there's only two albums with uh, uh, it's part one and part two. Okay. Uh, so, and another thing that I actually noticed with your three album picks is that you actually went up in years, like you were actually getting closer to now. Like you, start, <laughs> you started in 70 with Sabbath. You then went to 81 with Iron Maiden, and then you went to 87 with Halloween, which shout out to Nick, whose birthday was in 87. So, All right. Uh, now for my final third album pick, by far also the longest album that was picked here uh i went with typo negatives world coming down and this is the sound clip from everything dies album because I had finally gotten back into it and I actually checked out uh, Typo Negative's film, uh, sorry, discography last year. And I was like, oh, I got to go with one of their albums because pretty much Halloween is one of the biggest influences for them when they write stuff. And uh, I was just like, which one? And I decided to go with World Coming Down because as a overall album, it's one that I like one of the most and the vibe and the feel has that with it. Uh, P Peter, who is one of the main songwriters and the bassist of the band, uh, put a lot of his own emotional stuff into writing because you could easily say they're one of the biggest goth baked bands. And Black Sabbath, as we previously mentioned on here, was a giant influence on them as far as writing music with those long and detoned chords and stuff and taking it things slower and more ominous. Uh, but the fact that this is also just a lot about like 
the stuff that he was dealing, the band was dealing with fame. The fact they still he still Peter the P- bassist and lyricist was still dealing with a lot of depression and just the vibe of the world in general was not in a great place. This was also uh, in 1999. Also came out on a Friday the 13th. So we've done a complete circle with albums. The art, also the album artwork kind of fits with their whole, what they kind of started to go with the green and black kind of vibe. And it really doesn't really let up as far as that tone and vibe, because I decided to kind of go like, yeah, there's the lyrics and the kind of songwriting and ice nine. And then with the whole vibe and tone with shades of deep water. And this one's in the middle right there has a bit of both. Uh, There are a couple of those so-called tracks, which are more sound bits that I'm, not as big of a fan on which is the first track which is technically called skip it which is like a nee 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 uh which they did to play a joke on actually everybody uh there's also like one called sinus liver and lung which all deal with symptoms of stuff that people are kind of actually dying of which he thought was kind of a precursor to how the band was going to go personally so not the most upbeat kind of vibe there, but they're also not the most upbeat kind of band. Uh, and also the fact there's actually literally a song on here called All Hollows Eve, which is kind of a theme that you could put for Halloween. And I, and I thought that you, and especially one other person that I showed this album to, my mom, probably got a good trip with the final track, Day Tripper melody which is a Beatles melody cover because they were also a big influence uh yeah I have just rediscovered a lot of things I liked about typo negative that you know sadly I won't see anymore but uh what was your feeling on the album well it's the only of the only one of the three that I didn't finish but it even with that, it was my favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like their sound. Yeah. And I, when White Slave, Slavery came on, I was thinking, boy, if you could just throw Ozzy's voice right there, this would be a Black Sabbath song. You know, yeah, the, the keyboards also came big into this album. Yeah. And uh, it really just has a the tone of old Sabbath, and I love the fact that they've got a deep voice singer, <laughs> which is something that you don't find very often, especially in uh, the metal genre as a whole. You know, everybody's looking for you know, I mean, unless you're doing the guttural stuff, um, they're looking for somebody whose voice can soar, and mm-hmm. this guy, he has no problem just being deep throated and I was like, wow, yeah, gives me a little bit of hope. Maybe I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's funny is that I've seen some people like react to like, you know, a music video or a song from them and they're like, is he even from the US? Is he is he English or something like that? Because the 
tone of his voice and how he'll say certain words that maybe not so much on this one, but there's a number of albums where he has like, what was another influence for them was like the vampire kind of vibe with him and stuff. And nope, uh, he's from here in New York. So that kind of went out the door when everybody thought that he was English. Uh, yeah. They're def- definitely a band that I'm going to pay attention to because I, like I said, they're the only, they're the only one that I heard uh, of the three that you gave me, but I still had never heard their music, and I'm going to definitely check out their catalog. Yeah, shockingly, uh, like, I don't know if this is everywhere, but from the service for us to listen to this usually on Spotify, it actually doesn't have their last album that they released, which is called Death, which I don't know if maybe that's some kind of copyright thing that's been happening, but or I don't know if maybe because it was his final album and it was kind of more probably like, you know, downward vibe. But I was like, their whole discography is kind of like a downward vibe because that's their whole thing. <laughs> uh, but I, I almost picked their biggest seller, which I believe is called Bl- uh, Bloody Kiss uh, because of the songs of, uh, Black Number One and Christian Woman, which are two really standout songs, especially Black Number One, which literally is like a giant long theme for Halloween. It's like 11 or so minutes long. And Christian Woman is a really epic one, too, from them. Uh, Yeah, uh, as an album, I mean, I know that I said like there's, a couple of tracks on here, but I said like, they're more like sound bits. So I don't know if I can categorize them as tracks really, uh, are the only things I'm not a giant fan of, uh, I would give the album an a minus on a Halloween scale. Those sound bits then actually add to that experience of the feeling of dread and stuff. So, that actually elevates it then to like an A. Okay. Uh, your thoughts in, in grade? I would say as, as an album, um, I'd go with a B. Um, I might I might raise that up after I give it a, a couple of good listens. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have the benefit of the lyrics, so I'm going to take your word for it that, you know, there's a, an element there and I'll go with B plus on that. Yeah. I I think you'll get a really good kick out of day tripper melody. <laughs> just, to, just to hear some Beatles and that tone and how they somehow slow some stuff down even more. Uh, Cause the closing part of that is uh, she likes it heavy. And even they slow it very, very much down. Uh, oh, check yeah. out. Uh, well, coming to the end here, uh, thank you very much for this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to those albums and, you know, now talking with me about them. And hopefully we can try to make this somehow a bit more of a regular thing, but we'll try to still work it out however yeah, we can. Sure. Maybe we can uh, do a year-end one. <laughs>
year end one? A year a year end uh, uh, compilation of albums. Of stuff that we listened to that year, yeah. Well, or or not necessarily, but you know, something that you know is on the vibe of like you know renewal or I don't know. We can talk about it. Yeah, uh, because as I mentioned on the top, this is a whole brand new thing. This is not usually something that I was usually even comfortable with talking about because I always thought I don't know if I can really talk about music that well. I'm much better just saying, "Hey, you like this? Maybe check out this band and tell me what you think." Uh, but I don't know. Uh, did I did I convince you at all that I could do this? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because I, I I already knew you could. And I, and I like the fact that I'm finding some new stuff that I probably wouldn't have uh, found before on my own. Yeah, because if there was definitely something that we both definitely connected with, it was music and the fact that you could introduce something to me and I could introduce something to you. Yeah, that's for sure. So, as I said, the old and new school together, showing yeah. it can always work. Yep. Uh, always, and always uh, and I'll always go back to you saying, Hey, listen to Black Sabbath's sabotage. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I think I found one of the best albums I've ever listened to. And the first Black Sabbath I now own on vinyl. So thank okay. you very much for that. Awesome. And I'll be thanking my mom for that gift. That was probably the best gift I got. <laughs> and I'm sure she still has the one that she got back 40 plus years ago out in their stash of albums uh i can kind of look at some they're a little bit more displayed in the house so yeah it'd be funny if i could be like yeah she has this one she has this one she has this one and this will be over in four hours <laughs> whereas i just started my vinyl collection so uh but Normally here at the end, I always also want to say, like, if my guests want to plug anything that they're doing or any of their social medias, but I don't really know if you want to do that. Nah, no, nah, that's not really anything at this point. Um, it, maybe on the next one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, as I'm hoping, we're all getting through this year as best as we can. I know that you have different situations out there where you are compared to mine. Uh, also want to throw out there, go vote. <laughs> yep, already did. It is, that, it is that time period. It may be different when you're listening to this recording, <laughs> but please go vote. I did. Moses did. Do your part. And I think uh, it was as of today, 22 million votes have been cast. So wow. this is like they're predicting 150 million people are going to vote. Like the most, the most since the turn of the century last year. I mean, last century. So it's uh, it's pretty serious. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I will plug my Facebook, Ian Novak, my Twitter, GaiaLoco89. Uh, if you have been enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to help out, if you go to Anchor, you can also be a supporter and kind of 
throw some a little bit to keep this going as best as I can. Uh, but until then, uh, 2020 can't end quick enough and hopefully it'll get better. <laughs> but thank you for music for keeping us up and going. Uh, this has been a great year as far as music that I've listened to. Uh, till next time, thank you, Moses, the Colonel, once again for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ian Gaioloco, 